Megan is an Emmy award-winning makeup artist and a licensed cosmetologist. She specializes in commercial production, bridal, and special event makeup. I love that you're so diverse in your skills. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really important to kind of diversify, especially in a market like Michigan, where you're not going to make all of your money from one specific thing. Like in the winter, there's not much bridal and um, there's not really enough commercial work for most people to make that their full time job. So I try and do a little of everything. And I feel like that kind of sustains you throughout the 12 months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We tell our uh, students that for sure which is why our master program is so popular because that's exactly what we say to them is that you really need to be diverse if you're going to stay local. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So tell us, where did you get your training? Was it mostly Mac? Um, so I started like a long time ago. I've been doing, I've been in the industry for about 20 years now. And, um, when I was in high school, I would always just kind of do everyone's makeup. But at the time, this was like pre-Instagram, pre-YouTube. So I didn't really know that being a makeup artist could be like an actual job. Um, as funny as that kind of sounds now, um, I just knew I had a knack for it and liked it. So after high school, I went to cosmetology school to get um, a license for hair. And I do like doing, I did like doing hair, but I just kept going back to makeup. And when I was in cosmetology school, I was hired in at MAC. Um, yeah, and then I worked there for five years, and that's really where I got most of my training. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, back in the day, I remember, you know, everyone fighting to really get into MAC because they only allowed so many so many people. It was back when you could go to Toronto and train for a couple of weeks. Of course, they don't have that anymore, but it was really the creme de la creme of training. So it, yeah. that was definitely something to be said. Yeah, I, I think I got super lucky, too, because it was my first makeup job. Um, and I, I mean, my first, you know, quote unquote, real makeup job. So I got I think there's a little luck, too, that happens along the way. Absolutely. Like, I would say right place, right, right time, right place, right seat for sure. Mm -hmm. um, OK, so take us back to when it all started. Like, when did you have this burning desire to become a makeup artist or did you even know that was a thing? I didn't even know that you could really do that. So, I mean, always I would just play around. I was like, we didn't have much money growing up. And so for Christmas, though, I would still ask for like a $50 blush. So, and that would be like my entire, like basically Christmas. <laughs> but I would just rather have like one expensive item makeup wise than anything else. I was just like, always loved makeup and doing makeup and then trying on you know, makeup on other people, but I always just kind of thought it was like a little hobby of mine. Um, I would just play around in my own face. And then, but then once in a while, people would be like, Hey, can you do my makeup? Can you do my makeup? And I'd be like, Oh, okay. Um, and it just evolved from there really. So, and then I went to the cosmetology school because I was like, well, I can't be a makeup artist. So I'll do hair. Um, at the time is what I thought. And I was wrong. So <laughs> yeah, but still good. Do you do any hair? Now, um, I do light hair. If you're on commercial sets, as you know, um, some light hair is usually required, especially in Michigan. So like flyaways or, you know, business casual kind of hair, like mom buying a Ford hair. I don't do bridal <laughs> hair. I feel like that's really a specialty. Um, I'm still licensed, though. I keep up my license. So yeah, technically, 
understand. I think that's always a good idea because nobody wants to go back through the testing anyhow. No, it was horrible. It's so it's so boring. And it was but. boring, and I I felt like I read the questions. I have my aesthetics license, and I read the questions, and I was like, uh, did I learn this? Like, <laughs> brown eyeliner is the best color for what eye color? And I felt oh, like, well, no. that's subjective. Yeah. How how can I, you know? And that was a right or wrong or you know you, you got that right or wrong and it counted against you if you didn't get it right so it's so bad yeah I felt like a lot of the questions really don't pertain at all to real life they which don't. is unfortunate which is very unfortunate 100 percent uh the book but anyway so okay so at what point then did you figure out okay I can make this a full-time gig did you ever end up doing hair or you went right from cosmetology to doing makeup I assisted for hair at Palazzolo, which is still there. It's not the same place I was at. And Emil, which is also still there. Um, and they were really great business owners, but I just felt like hair, like I just didn't, I don't know why. It just never, I never really went down that road. And I have friends who've pursued doing hair and they're doing amazingly well. They're super successful and they love it. And that's great for them. I just kept coming back to makeup. So I was at Mac for five years, then needed a change. I went to Chanel for a year. And then during all of this, I finished at Wayne State. And um, just, you know, to have that, I guess, to fall back on because I was like, well, I don't want to be in retail forever. I love doing makeup, but retail, you know, retail's hard. The hours are terrible. Yeah. And I didn't really know about the commercial world or the bridal world. You know, my mom never wore makeup. I didn't know that people paid a lot of money to have their makeup done. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a concept, like it was, it, which sounds so funny to me after, you know, working in cosmetics for so long that I just really didn't know about the commercial world or the, um, you know, the bridal world. And no one really tells you either. They, or at the time they didn't, they weren't like, oh, do X, Y, Z. And, you know, this is how you make money and, you know, makeup artistry. So, I um, I completely agree. I was in the same trap and I actually just did bridal. I never even knew commercial existed until, I don't know, 10, 15 years into my career. Um, <laughs> right? They don't want you to really know that. They don't want you to, you know, kind of fight for some of the jobs that are going around sometimes. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and it, it was like a secret little cult. I mean, if you didn't mm -hmm. know anybody that was in it, you weren't going to find out. Right. Uh, it's so much different now. I mean, you know, my school being a great resource when you go through our program for that, uh, for leads, right. And yeah. connections. It's mm -hmm. so different. I mean, you know, when, when students say, well, why should I go to school versus learning myself? Well, it's not just the education we provide, but it's also the connections because yeah. How think of how many years it took you to find those opportunities. Right. <laughs> Newer artists now have no idea how much easier it is with Facebook and LinkedIn and social media, you know, any kind of social media platform. You can just about reach out to anyone. Well, and that's something that changed, too, was that all of that was evolving as the years were going on. So while I was in Mac, I, you know, found out about Model Mayhem. I don't know if you are or were on there. Yes. So, and you know, I was younger at the time. So it's like a place where a lot of developing talent could get together. And slowly the information started trickling to me that, you know, people paid for things. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, and still now, now there's Instagram and Facebook, but it's great, 
you know, for young people build or who people starting out to build their portfolio and hook up with a photographer, a model and, you know, makeup artist, put that stuff out there, put it on social media, start building your port. My port in the beginning with my portfolio was, you know, really bad, but slowly you eke your way up, you know, one shoot leads to another and then you slowly climb the little ladder to where like people will actually start working with you. And it only really takes that one great connection to honestly launch your career. And then that's mm-hmm. it, you know, that rep and, and having a great reputation for being on time, being sanitary, being talented. I would say that I am glad I'm out of the, the loop um, <laughs> as far as, you know, continuing to provide um, cosmetic services because I can't believe how talented these girls and guys are now. It's wild. And, and I, I think the advantage of course is YouTube and Pinterest and all these things that um, show inspiration. And then also just, I don't know, they're coming out like with this innate talent. So Mm -hmm. I am glad I'm not in the running with um, some of my students that have graduated or even, you know, talent that we see now that's a little bit younger because they are really amazing. Yeah. Well, and it's a, just a totally different world. I think that they're so knowledgeable, so young too. Like even when I was in high school, I mean, I wore like a little concealer and like a little mascara and lip gloss, but no one even had anything else. Like people didn't even get their makeup done for like prom or, yeah, you know, you might get your hair done, but at least I'm just saying it in my experience, like it was very different. Kids are so savvy now, well, not kids, but young people coming up are so savvy now. And they just are so knowledgeable. Well, the whole the whole industry has changed. I mean, there isn't an event you don't get your makeup done for now. Right. And, right. and surely not. I mean, there was back in the day, I think you you and I are, are um, close in age. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, back in the day, it was not uncommon for somebody to do their own bridal makeup. Oh, I mean, absolutely. it was not uncommon. Now it's like unheard of. It's unheard like of. immediately, oh, who's going to do your hair and makeup? I mean, it's just not even a thought. Um, and I know when I had clients, it was, you know, you started with their bridal makeup and then it was family photos or engagement or, you know, um, baby shower. I mean, it just went on and on and on all the events they wanted their makeup done for. Mm-hmm. And so, especially now to branding sessions, because everyone needs a website. There's so many oh, freelancers yeah. now, LinkedIn, everything people really work, you know, want their image to be what they want it to be. They want it to be look great. And yeah, that's just, Makeup artistry is huge right now. It is. And and I think, you know, it's been celebritized. What do we, wait, how do you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, it is just, it's the Beyonce's and the Kardashians Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then all these makeup lines that have come from uh, celebrities. This is just like huge. Mm -hmm. The, the, the biggest I've ever seen it in my life. Um, So let's go back to, um, when did you know you could make a living? Like, was there a time where you were like, okay, now I don't have to like waitress or do this or do that or whatever it was as side jobs. Cause I know we all had side jobs till we figured it out. Um, when did you know, okay, I can absolutely make a living and I don't have to have a side hustle. That would have been around 2012. So um, in 2010, I had my first son. So I took a little time out for him. And then I just came back and just hit the ground running. I, um, I was living out of state for a little bit, but I had moved back to Michigan and I just started trying to connect with everyone I possibly could, even though I'd only been gone for about three years, like 
so much can change. And, you know, people, when you're gone, people will find new people and, you know, circles change, et cetera. So I was just trying to meet every single person I could connect with every single person I could completely relentless. And I also learned lash extensions just as like a little side thing, which no one was even getting back then. Um, Groupon doesn't really work now, but at that time in 2012, I ran a Groupon on myself because I really had a lot of time on my hands too. And I sold 112 in one week. And that like made me insanely busy because then my lash clients would want makeup and then I would just yeah. meet so many more people too. And that just, you know, grew so exponentially just from that one little area. And then Instagram also got really big at that time. And just, you know, everyone I was just really, really trying really hard to connect with was, you know, all of a sudden I feel like everyone just got really, really busy. And ever since then I've been knock on wood, fortunately very busy. So. That's great. So are there any pivotal moments in your career that really changed the course of your journey as a makeup artist? Like whether it was connecting with somebody or a certain job or maybe, you know, a celebrity makeup gig, was there something or, or maybe just something personal, something um, internal that you just, you know, personal, personal development or discovery? Were there any moments that really stand out that kind of change the trajectory of your career? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I feel like there's been a few. So and I feel like all of these moments kind of helped me. But if they hadn't happened, maybe something else would have happened too. But, um, you know, there was a photographer who is known, she's extremely talented, but also can be, you know, very critical. And so she would go through my book and be like, this one's terrible, delete it. This one's terrible, delete it. This picture is awful, delete it. And she was right. Um, because to a bad picture can really drag down your portfolio. Um, so that kind of helped me get to the next level. And she would be like, you should connect with so-and-so, you know, other makeup artists and who are busy. And she would be like, because they'll refer you work and then you can refer them work. And she taught me to really kind of be strategic that way, not use people, but just, you know, be smart, like, you know, send jobs to people who will refer you jobs back. You know, I know it may probably like is, seems very simple, but <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, good idea. Um, doing the show, the Dr. Nandy show, that was great because it was a huge production and I was fortunate enough to win an Emmy on there. So that was really cool. Um, there's been so many things like I got to do a wedding in Greece. That was like amazing. Um, wow. And I've got to meet some really cool people. I got to meet Kamala Harris, like um, for the CNN debates. There's, yeah, there's just been so many like really magical moments with like really great people that I'm so, you know, I love what we do. And I just feel so fortunate to have been able to do any of it, really. Yeah, that's great. So were there any, I know, I think you're talking about Mary. Are you talking about Mary? Yeah, I didn't want to say the name. <laughs> well, we don't have to say last names, but no, I she's... knew that's who you're talking no. about because she um is super critical to a point where it's almost uh I don't I get know, it no I get it borderline something <laughs> but I would agree with you a hundred percent I actually my last headshots that I had done I went back to her because I knew I know she's a perfectionist yeah um and so and that was just probably like a year ago I mean so yeah 
I think it's about building your network is really essentially what you're saying, mm-hmm. giving jobs to, to people and, and you're getting, you know, building your network. It's not about using people at all. I mean, that's, yes. Building your network is a much better word. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I think that I, I think our audience knows too. That's what you were saying. It's just about networking with people and, you know, building that and uh, taking care of those who take care of you. Yeah. That's really how you build your business. Well, and at the so time, any, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say at the time, Tammy, yeah. you, know, you probably know Tammy was doing a ton of, you know, working a ton. And Mary was like, you have to get in with Tammy, get in with Tammy. And so, you know, as, as a makeup artist, it's kind of hard to break in sometimes with other artists because, you know, sometimes there can be some backstabbing and cattiness and whatnot. But um, I worked on her and then, you know, I wore her down and then I would send her jobs too. And eventually she helped me kind of get into the more commercial world. And, you know, she was, yeah, brand, absolutely. so she'd give me some good advice as well. So. That's great. So, so Mary, kind of a mentor, right? Yeah, huge. Definitely helped you, yeah. helped you build. Anyone else that stands out that was, you know, a, a really uh, that go-to person, or maybe they don't even know, they didn't even know that you were their mentor, but somebody really, um, you know, took some, had some takeaways that that helped you develop your career. Anyone in particular? Um, Renata, you probably know Renata too. Um, yeah, she helped me hugely. She's not on social media. But um, we had worked together at Mac, like way back when. And so, you know, she's another one. We would bounce jobs back and forth and refer things, you know, commercially and bridal and all of that stuff. So, yeah, there's been, you know, a few, probably too many to name. I don't want to leave anyone out. But those were, you know, probably the big ones when I was starting out would be Mary, Tammy and Renata. Yeah, well, that's great. And it seems like you you probably had a little team within a team. Um, just with the, the four of you, because uh, I know once you uh, feel comfortable referring somebody, no, you know, they're professional, you know, they're going to hold up, um, to your standard. It, it's, gets really comfortable. And those are kind of, they continue to be your go-tos. Yeah, definitely. And then you want to pay people back who, you know, send you work. So you, you know, you kind of become tighter that way. So when do you feel like you finally reach success? I mean, and success is measured in so many different ways. Some people it's monetary, some people it's work-life balance. Uh, some people it's, you know, having a celebrity on their, on their um, resume. What or when did you finally say I've arrived? I feel like that's kind of a moving target because there's been, uh, you know, I've hit certain, hit certain milestones, like, you know, in 2012 when I was, able to, you know, afford my house and my car and have, you know, a little money left over. That was really big to me, that financial comfort. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Like, this is my job. I don't have to worry that if I, you know, miss a week or something that I'm going to miss my house payment or something like that was really big to have that freedom there. Because if you're not making money, then you can't really devote as much time to, you know, your artistry as you would like to. You definitely have to be able to pay the bills um, first and foremost, that security. And then after that, every time I would get a big job, it's kind of like a huge thrill. Um, Just kind of keeps you going too, because there's definitely down weeks and, you know, disappointments or, you know, you think you may get the celebrity and then they, you know, cancel at the last second and you're totally devastated. Um, but then something else will come along and it'll perk you back up again. 
So, and I feel like I'm still maybe not where at the top where I'd want to be. I, you know, I feel like I want to keep working and, you know, I feel like the best is always yet to come. So I like to think that there's still, you know, more achievements ahead of me. Um, another milestone is probably being able to turn down jobs. So that's a big one. Like, um, you know, the jobs that aren't bad, but maybe a little boring, like uh, some, some corporate work and whatnot that I can like say, no, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to take that. I can book enough jobs. Absolutely. So tell me, what what is your most recent? I saw that you were with Dr. Nandy for a while. I was. We um, stopped shooting though because of COVID. Oh, will that pick back up? Uh, I think so. <laughs> it's been like uh, almost, you know, it's been over a year. So, um, but I'll still too, um, especially during the COVID times when, you know, basically there wasn't a whole lot going on. I like to repost things just to you know, keep, there's such a demand for content. So I like to repost some of my clients. He's still a client of mine, but um, even if we're not shooting, I still like to share things. So hopefully we shoot yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. And um, your business website is meganmurphymakeup.com, yeah. right? Instagram handle Megan Murphy, and it's Megan with no Correct. H, by the way. Megan Murphy underscore makeup. I highly recommend for our listeners to follow you. You have a great story and a great journey. I also just want to want to leave our listeners with one last piece of advice from you. If you had one or two things to share with them that would help them along their journey, sometimes it can be discouraging, right? When we have those, like you're saying, those disappointments. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes financially, it is a struggle until you build that network and that portfolio. Um, what piece of advice would you leave for our listeners and our students to um, help them along their journey? To stick with it. Um, definitely stick with it. Be nice to people. Be on time. Be responsible. I mean, there's so many makeup artists now that you don't want to be the one coming in hungover, you know, a rack. You, you really want to be professional and someone that can be counted on um, and try and keep the personal information to a minimum. <laughs> Just, you know, take in a lot when you're there. Observe as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. Again, I hope our uh, listeners follow you on Insta. Check out your website. Um, and I'm so thankful that you are still, are you still working then because of I am. Um, we actually just did something for Gucci. So that was fun. Gucci was in town. Um, oh, yeah, I did a music yeah. video for Rice to Five Nine. It hasn't been released yet, but um, he has like a million followers. So there's like, there's really cool things that come into Detroit. There are. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Megan, for your time. Thank you for inspiring our listeners. I appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. And, uh, Absolutely. We will connect again, see what you're up to maybe in six months or a year and uh, give us an update on what's happening in Michigan. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Megan. Bye-bye.